Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I understand what Cody was wanting to do, and I understand what Janelle and Christine were about. But at the same time, I was like, why couldn't we have meshed those two? I just felt like this is the family culture that we have built, and, and we're destroying that. So you felt like them not being able to come to a solution yeah, like, where we can just... bring everybody together yeah, yeah. was, in a way... Mm -hmm destroying what you had created as a plural family. In the beginning, I didn't think of it that way. In the beginning, I thought this will go away eventually, but, you know, how far are we into it? And it still hasn't stopped. former wives gather round we got to talk about part one of the moderately explosive tell-all from sister wives um we have not had a tell-all from them in several seasons usually they are like watching paint dry not really revealing anything pointless a waste of time etc this Things were said, and I appreciate it. Um, I, I appreciated it. I really, really did. Do I think we pretty much got to everything? And we maybe don't need three parts? Yes. I think we, caught a, we could have asked Christine a couple questions and really just wrap this up in part one. I'm looking forward to slash uh, nervous about what we're going to see in two and three. I mean, we have to talk about Christine and Cody's relationship, but... Other than that, I don't know what they have to get into unless the kids come up and join. It doesn't seem like they're going to. I Whatever. Let's talk about what we did get, which was a lot. So 
the episode begins almost kind of like a housewives reunion where everybody's talking about how they feel leading up to the interview and uh, they're getting their hair and makeup done. Just kidding. It was Janelle recording from her car with a single roller in her hair, like uh, Ramona in many a housewife vacation. Um, everybody, you guys often ask me to talk about the fashions because it, it's a, it's a source of pain for me. And so we, I guess we have to get into it cause they really, whew, they really, they really did things. They really did things. So let's just go one by one. Um, Cody, I think maybe the most harmless, I mean, we, we get what we get from Cody. It's either like a blue or, or purple button down, lavender button down and a suit jacket. And he went for blue this time. Um, he probably, you know, spent hours getting the, the front two tendrils just in place so that they, you know, don't show the glint of the cameras above him peeking through his skull. Um, I, yeah, nothing really to write home about with regard to Cody. Um, in terms of the women, the wives, definitely the least offensive has been Janelle. You guys know that I think she's now, um, heralded up, uh, like Coco Rocha, like just a fashion icon, um, (laughs) ready to stop the Met Gala when the invitation comes. Anna, let me know. Um, I wore her cardigan, the tribal print cardigan that she wore when she told famously told Cody to fuck off yesterday. Um, it was soft, like I said, warm. It did what it had to do. I th- thought I was giving Mormon Christian girl Autumn. I think, honestly, I was giving more of like the dude. <laughs> Which is fine with me. Honestly, it's way more fitting to my personality. <laughs> than the former so it was cute I got compliments and I stand by that so she was wearing like she looked good her makeup looked good uh her hair looked good the curl turned out nice um um she was wearing a black I just think just a black cardigan with like an olive dress my only edit for her is that the like half the dress was out of the cardigan and the other half was tucked in so I just wish we had made a decision on if we were going to tuck in or out because we were doing both and it was just a little busy for me. But other than that, great job. Um, I think she was wearing leggings and black flats, which, you know, you guys know that I stay saying that, like, there's no possible way. Because I am a DSW girl. So, like, make no mistake, this is not really shade. But I know from what I see of their supply that there's no possible way that any of the brown wives have ever shopped for their shoes beyond the like green sticker extra 60% off section at the DSW sale rack. Like there's no possible way I see those shoes as sandals. Those are the sandals that nobody wants. You can, I know that they go in there in like February and they're like, Oh bitch, these are like an extra 60% off. They're only $17, 1798, never 99, 1798. And I'm going to get them. And they're always a sandal with about 8,000 holes in them. Um, really like, I guess nobody in that family has trypophobia or whatever you call it. Um, hideous, hideous zero, zero, zeros across the board. But anyway, let's move on. Um, who, I mean, Christine, Christine, I would say would be third least offensive. What did she, what was she wearing? 
Um, did I write that in my notes? Uh, I, cause I feel like I was offended by what she wore, but now I'm, um, it's not coming in my mind's eye as to what exactly. Oh, here's, yep. I, I got it. I found the notes now. Um, do you want to hear my notes exactly? Christina's wearing a shirt dress with a blazer and her sleeves are rolled up with cowboy boots. And it was giving, um, strict principal at your elementary school decided to wear something fun for tacky day. So <laughs> don't know how I forgot that. <laughs> But thank God for notes. Thank God for notes. Um, yeah, second most offensive. I'm going to give it to Mary. Here's the thing about Mary is that we need to, she need somebody needs to tell her that like the red orange family is not for her because Mary likes a bronzer or she might still be using a tanning bed. And so I'm trying to be really nice when I say this. I don't mean, I'm not referring to her body when I say this. Is that when Mary wears reddish things, because she already has like a pinkish reddish undertone that she tans on top of that, when she wears these like red it 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 looks like ham. It makes her look like a ham. And again, I like, I know because ham means pig and pig means fat. And I don't mean fat. I just mean skin color wise. It does, it like the, the red reflects off of her skin and it just, it looks like a rotisserie ham. And I just, I don't know how else to say that, you know, <laughs> this is the nicest way I can put it. She was wearing a cowl neck, reddish ham colored sweater. And another thing about Mary is that, like, again, I don't want to be body shamey, but, like, we all have to work with what we got. I don't have a perfect body. I got to work with what I got. And I have to understand your weaknesses and your strengths. But, like, you have to focus on the weaknesses because if you focus on those, then the strengths will come. They'll show on their own. Okay? So here's my advice to Mary is that, like, Mary has a little bit of a weak chin. And so the cowl neck it's like it makes it look like she's got a second chin and it just doesn't like she's a a good looking woman like an in shape woman she's not really overweight so like it just draws attention to the weak chin and i would just ask her to revisit a cowl neck or a turtleneck because the loose fabric it just it makes it look worse than what's really going on so that's just my edit for her um Obviously, the worst one, always and forever, is Robin. I the 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 wine colored <laughs> pussy bow blouse that also had like an imprinted cheetah print. So let me just repeat that: a wine slash burgundy colored cheetah print pussy bow satin blouse. Also has Robin. And has anybody told Robin that like after you curl your hair, you can brush it, you can brush it out and it will give you a whole new look. We do not have to keep the, um, the curls. What's the little girl's name from the thirties? You all know Shirley Temple. We don't have to keep the Shirley Temple curls, brush it out. Even a finger, even a loose finger through is really, I think going to do wonders 
Um, I think we could also maybe divorce ourselves from <laughs> Cody, but also the middle part, the deep middle part would, I, I think also be, I mean, don't go like Gen Z middle part. I mean, yeah, don't, she, yeah, don't, she does a deep side part. Don't do a middle part. I think that's really going to highlight the, the neck, but, um, I just think that maybe we could just go even to a super cuts and just see what they're working with. Try something new. And again, just brush out the curl. Just brush it out. It's so easy. Anyway, let's get on to the show. Nine minutes about fashion. Can't believe it. <laughs> I'm going to try to get through this pretty quickly. Um, so the first scene they discussed is actually from last season. So we vacillate a lot between like, what were we in season 16? We get a lot of footage from season 15 and season 16. And so they're addressing like two years worth of two seasons worth of stuff. So the first scene is from the premiere of season 15, where they, all the adults go to uh, the dinner where they had that charcuterie full of lemons. And Janelle just like dropped the bomb of like, um, does anybody still want to be in this family? Please explain in 250 words or less. Right. So everybody was like really caught off guard. Christine says that she feels like nobody likes her in the family and everybody's really shocked out, shocked about that. As we remember, this was pre-COVID. This was like maybe a couple months before everything shut down. So they're basically talking about this conversation as like, we were in this place pre-COVID. Let's talk about how you were feeling then. And Cody says that, well, Janelle starts off by saying that she asked that question because most of their kids at that point were grown or grown enough grown enough to not require active parenting and so the adults were going to have to make a concerted effort to get together and that at the time it wasn't happening so they're like maybe what a year or so into living at flagstaff at that point their houses are all separated separated they're not living in the cul-de-sac anymore so janelle's like what's good because we're not getting together right um Cody explains to us that when they were in Vegas, there was a perpetual dishonesty happening and that was being done basically just to keep it cute, all fake, fake, nicey with each other. And so then when everybody moved to Flagstaff, they couldn't, they didn't have to fake it anymore, (laughs) right? They didn't have to pretend to be like all nicey, nicey. They didn't have to pretend like, oh, we get together all the time, Um, they didn't have to pretend like the truth is that Mary was like in her, uh, house by herself with the wet bar playing, like I'm coming out, just downing bottle after mini bottle of, uh, barefoot Moscato, you know, then Mary says that she felt the distance between everybody, but she thought it was because everybody was just doing their own thing. We just moved to a big city. We're getting settled. So she kind of thought it was just the pains that went on with like people just moving to a new place. And uh, then the host, I think her name was Sukanya. Sukanya asked everybody about their reaction to Christine telling them at that dinner table that she felt like there was hostility amongst the family and everybody hated her and that she was just on the outskirts. And Robin says that her uh, first reaction was to tell Christine that she didn't hate her. Janelle says that she was really surprised because usually Christine is the life of the party. Everybody really likes her. And Christine says that most of her insecurities were things that she had created in her head. But then 
it was compounded by the fact that people stopped reaching out to each other, which she admits that she wasn't really doing either. But then she says that it mostly was uh, not wanting to see Cody have healthy relationships with the other wives when theirs wasn't healthy. So then Sukanya asked Christine if she was at that point at that dinner, still invested in keeping the family together. And Christine says, yeah. But then she kind of throws a little shade and she says, well, when the wives would get together without Cody, we would have fun, you know, but then COVID happened. (laughs) So I think she was like, maybe thinking like, okay, maybe I can do what Mary's doing because I have this going on with the other wives. But like, at this point, it's getting too hard to see him be play happy family with Saul and Ariella and like leave my debilitated and pain child left to, you know, fend for herself. Right. Then we get COVID and they talking, they're talking about his COVID protocols. And I can tell immediately that Cody was uncomfortable talking to Sukanya. We all know why, because she's a woman (laughs) and she is a smart woman. And she is a woman, a smart woman, um, tasked with the job of questioning him and the things that he's done and having him answer for it. So you could just physically tell that he was squirming in his seat and he didn't really, there was a wall up. There was definitely a wall up. So they play a clip package of him talking about the protocols. They do a little picture in picture of his wife's reactions To be clear, I mean Janelle and Robin. And they're both laughing. Cody, we see his reaction, and he looks embarrassed. And he talks about how the COVID protocols were put in place because of his his younger children, which, again, we all know are Solomon and Ariella. And maybe truly if he can manipulate Christine into feeling badly about it, right? Um, So he makes some comment about um, comparing COVID to sex. And how if you don't want to get pregnant, you don't do it. But, you know, much like sex, at some point, there's going to have to be some risk involved. And maybe we can take some precautions, like putting something on to prevent things from from transmitting from one to the other, right? Putting a mask on probably would have solved a lot of the, the turmoil that happened within this family over the past, like, eight months before he has that come to Jesus moment with Goofus, but okay, never mind. For some reason at this point, Cody takes the opportunity to say that he had two wives. One was mostly compliant, but her kids were not, Janelle, right? And then the other wife who was not compliant and Christine, he's referring to, and that the mindset that Christine was having was just that she wanted to be free. So Christine maintains the fact that she was following CDC protocols the whole time. She would keep in communication with Cody when she was going out of town. They would do the uh, two-week quarantine at the house in order to have Cody uh, come back into the house. They were doing everything. They just weren't doing everything that Cody wanted. And she said, I think, yeah, Cody really would have loved if I chose, or the wives in general, chose the things that he said. And chose what he chose, right? And so I'm like of two minds about this because it really does seem like Christine did a few things that 
were probably not necessary. And she does say, you know, my kids need me. And so it wasn't realistic for me to stay away from them because if they need me with something, I'm going to come to them. (laughs) I mean, even in a real world situation, like who are we talking about here? Realistically, like McKelty and Aspen, right? Um, you know, what, I mean, what do you mean by need, right? (laughs) Like, Like, what do you mean? Isabel, we all understand that was clearly something that needed to be done with regard to Aspen and McKelty. I don't know. I don't know their lives. Like McKelty was having her first baby. Sure. That's a priority. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Because like the more that we go on, the more Christine and Janelle are like, yeah, we're doing everything that the CDC says. And the more they say it, the more I believe them. But it's also like you were traveling before a lot of people were, you know, and I don't know. (laughs) I really want to be on Christine's side is really the, the long and short of it. But like, I do agree with Cody to some extent, but if they're saying that like, we truly did whatever we could, then I don't know. I think that there were a couple things that Christine probably didn't need to do. A couple travel trips that she didn't need to take necessarily. And those are probably being um, amplified. And and now everything she does seems worse, you know, by extension. So, I don't know. It, like, if it had just been the trip to go help Isabel, then I think we would all feel very differently. Maybe we should just move on from that. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all. But when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health. And we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. 
BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. The point is, with regard to her relationship with Cody, Cody clearly feels like Christine chose the kids over him. And then he pretty heavily suggests that kidneys, or excuse me, that Truly's kidney issue has been the source of he and Christine's issues. I mean, he did say this, that basically Christine has hated him since Truly went to the hospital and he almost killed her. So, um, then he says, the the host very accurately says, well, it kind of seems like there were more issues recently. And do you think that the separation, like, exaggerated that? And Cody was like, well, yeah, in hindsight, I probably could have loosened up, but I just became firmer and firmer in my resolve. <laughs> and then they get to Robin, and he she says that she felt torn because she understood Cody, but she also understood Christine and Janelle, and she didn't understand why they couldn't just mesh their two values together. Well, isn't that the first time we've heard about this? Here's another thing that annoys me about Robin is like, she's just a perpetual, it seems like she just wants to be a perpetual victim to this relationship. And by the relationship, I mean like the whole situation, the whole Brown family. I just like, why didn't you say anything? If you had been wishing this and you're crying about it, you clearly feel very strongly. Now we're just finding out for the first time that you actually understood where Christine and Janelle were coming from when this whole season you were like well so frustrated because why can't they just do these simple things well which one is it girl you know like this is frustrating she's annoying <laughs> like if this is how Robin feels then it seems to me like there was an opportunity for her to uh try to make this situation better and she chose not to take it just like there was an opportunity for Mary to start visiting and coming by the house and she chose not to express that to Mary for months until Mary got so sick of it and was like, called her out on her shit on camera, right? <laughs> so Robin continues to cry about how she thought initially when the pandemic began that um, they'd be able to figure things out. But by now they're, you know, we're deep into it, years into it, and that still hasn't happened. And then she says, I hate crying. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. And I say this as somebody who cries a lot and a lot when I don't want to, a lot when I'm feeling anger, you know, and not when I'm necessarily like sad girl, you're, you're fine. You don't hate, you don't, you don't hate crying. Don't tell me that. Okay. Uh, as a self-appointed cry baby, I know you don't hate it. I know we see each other. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, so then they get to Mary and she says that she feels like everybody else was probably happy that COVID happened because now they don't have to see each other. She said that in a, a flashback clip from one of the seasons. So Mary then corrects herself in real time and says, maybe happy wasn't the right word that she should have used, but maybe she should have said what Janelle was said, said about it, which is that it was easier. And then they asked Janelle about how um, 
Cody said that he kind of echoed what Mary said about people being happy about COVID happening so that they didn't have to see each other. And Janelle says that it actually really pissed her off about that. And she says, cause nobody was happy about it. And then they get back to Mary and Sukanya, the host asked, um, about her, how her communication was with Cody during like the beginning of the pandemic. And Mary said that there would be texts and phone calls, but mostly with Robin, like mostly group phone calls with Robin or group texts. God, if Mary, Cody and Robin are on a group text together in order to communicate, like, like I will jump off a bridge. (laughs) That is beyond sad. (laughs) That's like, it's too dark and too sad for me. Um, so Janelle comes back and says that she didn't like when Mary said in season 15, that if she had just gotten COVID, that she would just be at her house by herself. And Janelle says, all she would have to do is call me. And it's like, well, I could see why Mary wouldn't necessarily think that because you guys have been very clear, like even up to the last season that you guys don't really like each other. And that you really never have. (laughs) So I could see why maybe she wouldn't necessarily um, click your name when she was going through her contact list. So then Sukanya asks Janelle if Cody and Mary's relationship has any impact on her. And she says, no, um, that like he doesn't really talk about things, but you can feel the tension when he's around. And just that she feels sad for the both of them. Then uh, Sukanya asks Christine how she feels viewing Cody and Mary's relationship. And she says she feels sad for Mary (laughs) and that she knows that she doesn't want that. And if that's what her future looked like, then she wasn't going to live like that. We all know how that went, right? Congratulations, girl. So then the host asks, like, let's take a look back at 30 years of marriage between Mary and Cody. And I thought, no, thank you. And then we get to the catfish part and I was like, oh yes, let's, let's talk about that again, please. I will, I will talk about Mary getting catfished anytime of any day. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Um, so then things take a nosedive and we see Cody yelling at Robin for like, you get the shit end of the stick because you just let Mary walk all over you, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, Cody says in a flashback confessional that, for all of his marriage with Mary, he feels like she will unload her emotions and that that's a burden that he's supposed to carry. So isn't that like part of being in a relationship? <laughs> like he didn't say it in a nice way, but isn't part of that, that like your partner would kind of rely on you at some point emotionally for support. I mean, listen, with regard to Mary, I that's probably the one area that I be- agree with Cody the most. But he's also not perfect. And he he always talks about her like I, we I just feel like we've never really gotten down to specifically what it is because at some point during this tell all, they both Cody and Mary say that the catfish wasn't the straw that broke the camel's back with their relationship, that things were existing before. And Cody always vaguely alludes to this betrayal he felt by Mary that like she did something wrong, but he never says what that thing is. 
And if it's this big thing, it doesn't really seem to register with Mary, which I, you know, is not really surprising because you're the one who's trying to stay in this family of people who don't really care about you. But um, I, I don't know. I just wish he would say, like, what is this thing that she did? So Sukanya asks Mary to break it down. And she's like, what was your like with Mary or what was your marriage like with Cody in the beginning? And Mary says that they were very much in love. And then Janelle comes in the picture and she says that she got jealous. And and she makes some comment about how like people always say that like there's no jealousy and polygamy and like they don't understand that that absolutely is a thing. And it's like, you know, no, we, we get it. <laughs> I mean, maybe what she's saying is that people think that you should not feel that, but you do. But it's also like, no, we get that. That's why everybody thinks that this is a bad idea, Mary. But anyway, um, so she says they're in love. In walks Janelle. She gets jealous. There are issues with Cody. Then Christine comes into the picture and Mary says that the transition between with adding Christine to the picture was actually worse for her than with Janelle. She claims to not know why that is, but we all know that she knows. She just doesn't want to say it, but okay. (laughs) And I I mean, my theory would be that like Janelle and Cody, or excuse me, Mary and Cody had hot sex. Janelle had the cerebral relationship. Mary was not intimidated by because they still had that physical thing. And then here comes cute, bubbly Christine busting it wide open, getting pregnant. And there's somebody who's actually competition. And that's probably much harder for her. Then the host asks the million dollar question of Mary. What is it like to see Christine and Janelle have healthy relationships with Cody? And Mary stands pretty firm in the fact that they did have a good relationship at one point. But then she says that it was kind of a roller coaster. Then the cut to Cody and Sukanya asks him to discuss his relationship with Mary. And he says, there's really nothing to talk about. We're just like friends. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> so Sukanya's like, well, that's hard to hear. And he says, well, there was a hardness in our marriage. It was really difficult. It was so antagonistic. And I just t- like, I didn't know why we were in it. It took a long time and a lot of counseling before I told Mary I just didn't see us getting back together. And why aren't we getting back together? Because we would go back to the way we were before. And there's no chance that I want that again. What is that? What? What is it? (laughs) So then Sukanya asks Cody why he didn't just break up with Mary. And he starts talking about how there's some double standard about how the wives can leave in polygamy, but he can't. And Sukanya's like, well, it's not a double standard because you've emotionally left or abandoned them in some ways, right? And then at this point, Cody pops off and he's like, take back that word abandoned, which I'm not really sure she did. She was like, okay. (laughs) Um, And he says that Mary was trying to leave his ass and was done. And she made it very clear to the family that she was done with the family. But Mary can't admit that now because at that time, the catfish, everybody, the whole family came and surrounded her and to protect her once she realized that she was talking to a chick and not a dude. And 
because of that, Mary has like deluded herself into thinking that she is a victim. And he says she is a victim, but she also put herself in this position to be victimized. And so like, if she hadn't done that, then this wouldn't have happened. And this was the point where I was like, you know what? No edits. I I don't disagree with anything that he said, honestly. I mean, if you look back and watch the show, it seemed very obvious that once Mariah started even, not even before she, not even when she went off to school, before she went off to school, Mary was questioning what her position would be in the family. Um, She was like, I don't know if people are going to want me around. I don't really have kids to raise. Like, I just don't know what my relationship with Cody's going to be like. All of these things. And then here you are, tap, tap, tapping on the internet, meeting some, talking to some dude, and you're talking about, you're sending him messages saying that this guy is everything that Cody isn't. He's better looking. He's got more money. He's like uh, more interesting, smarter, funnier, faster, better, harder, bigger, stronger, whatever, right? And I think he's right. It does seem like she doesn't seem to understand that that's a rejection that you were actively talking to this person, actively courting a relationship with this person, being flirtatious, being sexual. If that doesn't mean that you wanted to leave the relationship or at least thinking about it, then what does it mean, Mary? Like, why did you do it? Mary says that she had no intentions of ever leaving the family. (laughs) And that she understands that Cody feels betrayed, but when Sukanya asks if they've ever had, like, a real conversation about this, Mary says, I thought we did, but maybe not. Like, very easy breezy. I don't know if I talked to my husband about getting catfished or not. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, thought so. And, like, another point that Cody made, they did go to counseling, albeit it seemed pretty sporadically. But I also remember a time where that <laughs> counselor said, Nancy, said... I have a bigger, thicker file on you, Cody and Mary, than any of my other couple's clients by, like, a significant margin. (laughs) So when he says, like, we did the work and I came to the realization that, like, what we had was should have never happened. And the best case scenario is we go right back to that. I don't want to do that. I don't even want to risk it. So I'm not going to do it. I don't have any issue with him breaking up with her. My issue with him is that like Mary thinks that there's a shot in hell that they're going to get together. And I will say this before, maybe it's a controversial opinion, but I strongly believe that if there, if you guys, if people are, two people are in a situation where Uh, the other person is more emotionally invested and they want to make it work and the other person does not. It is the responsibility of the person who's less invested to be very clear to that person that the hopes that they have in their mind are not going to happen. I believe that to be that person's responsibility. And I think that what, like what Cody's doing oftentimes it's like, well, I said it and they're staying. And so like, I'm not going to push them, but I, I think, Sometimes you got to push him and be like, very, very clear. Now, it does kind of seem like at this point, 
like in 2022 or 2021 that Mary might be understanding that Cody like definitely, definitely, definitely doesn't want to get back together. But she also will briefly mention that she thinks that there's like some light at that tunnel and there's not. And that's where Cody pisses me off. It's like, he needs to say, like, for real, for real, this is not ever going to happen. Like, he needs to straight. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. What up, say... I'm only allowing you in my life because I will feel guilty. I feel like I'm going to be punished otherwise by God. <laughs> and that's the only reason. You know? The only one, Mary. The only one. <laughs> like I said earlier, Mary claims that it's not like she intentionally sought out a man so that she could leave the family and that a lot of people attribute the uh, catfish situation to the end of her relationship or her marriage with Cody, but it wasn't. And then they play a clip of Cody and Mary. Um, and Cody says that there's been nothing going on between them and that he sees Mary once in a blue moon. Mostly their interactions are on holidays or birthdays and that's where he wants to keep it. And then they show a clip from their last uh, anniversary in which uh, Mary says that she's waiting for Cody and Cody is like, well, you know, I'm not coming though. Right. And she's like, yeah, I do. And she says that she calls Cody to come over and hang out. And he says, no. <laughs> then after the clip package, Mary says that she and Cody have had conversations about their relationship since that anniversary. As of today, she feels committed to their marriage fully and that she still has hope. So Sukanya straight up is like, you feel like there's a chance that you and Cody might come together in full fellowship. And Mary says, yes. And Sukanya says, okay, but you haven't yet. <laughs> so like what keeps you emotionally invested in this relationship? And Mary says it's because she loves Cody and that when she prays and she meditates about what to do with her life and the direction, she feels a sense of peace about staying in that family and she feels like it's the right decision for her. So then they cut to Cody and he says that she's still a part of the family in the larger sense, but they're not ever going to get back together again because he doesn't want to go through the emotional torture ever again. He does clarify that he doesn't want to call Mary a bad person and that they're just a bad match. 
And then he says that if they were in plural marriage or if they didn't feel a religious need to be bound together, then things would have been really different between he and Mary a long time ago. So this is why you got to let her go, you know? So then the host goes back to Mary and asks her to explain where she's at because she doesn't understand. And then she brings up sex and physical stuff. And she, and you know, the fact that Mary's not doing anything and Mary's like, yeah, I miss the emotional intimacy and the physical intimacy. And I would love it if Cody just held my hand, but that's not where we're at right now. (laughs) And then she almost like takes a second and is like, it almost like she wants to protect Cody for talking about their sex life. And it's like, Mary, we know that you're not having sex. (laughs) There's nothing to protect here. The jig is up, girl. (laughs) We know. (laughs) So then Sukanya asks how long ago it's been since she and Cody have been physical. And she says 10 years, 10 years. Now I went back and asked Jeeves a couple, asked Jeeves a couple questions myself. First one being, (laughs) when did the catfish situation happen? Well, let's just assume that they filmed this in 2021, right? Okay. So the catfish situation happened like 2014, 2015, which would make that, in 2021, seven years at the most, if it was 2014. And she said 10. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, well, the obvious question now in my mind is, when did Cody and Robin get married? <laughs> and the answer to that was 2010. So we're talking, she's saying 10 years. 2021 minus 10 would be about 2011, maybe 2010. Maybe we're coming up on 11 years now, Mary. So, hmm, that is quite the coinky dink, don't we think? Very interesting. I think we should all just reflect on that. Anyway, Mary starts to get a little bit frustrated and she says that she doesn't understand that people don't understand why she doesn't just leave. And she's like, because I don't want to. And it doesn't make sense why people ask me all the time. Well, I don't even know what to say about that, Mary, because it should make a lot of sense. But okay. Anyway, Mary says that, or excuse me, the Sukanya asks uh, Mary, like, she brings up how people are now, like, comparing her relationship, Mary's relationship with Cody to what Christine's dealing with. And Mary's like, you know, the only thing I can say about that and our choices is that we're two different people (laughs) with two different outlooks, two different sets of values. I don't know what's going on with Christine and I don't know what's going on in her head. Then they ask Christine the same question and Christine's like, I don't know how Mary does it. And then they go back to Cody about him not having intimacy with Mary. And he says, Uh, that it gets to a point where intimacy would be damaging. And if there's no safety in his relationship, then he's not going to go there. Like, he's not going to be intimate with somebody if he doesn't feel safe. So, Sukanya says, Cody, do you not feel safe with Mary? And he says, no, and I never will again. I'll protect her, we'll build a house for her out on Coyote Pass, but I'll never feel safe in an intimate relationship with her. And then he says that it wasn't from catfishing, but... Um, you know, it didn't help. (laughs) And he says, uh, D 
do you think it'll be enough to have this friendship and a relationship with Robin and the other family? He's saying this about Mary. And he says, I don't think that's enough for anybody. But everybody makes their own choices. <laughs> so he's straight up saying, I don't know why Mary's here either. And I don't get it. Because there's clearly, I'm not giving her shit. <laughs> so I don't really know what's in it for her. But you know what? She's made her choice. We'll we'll build her up a, a nice little loft. Maybe an, a cute little studio. On Coyote Pass, she can be over by the corner. It's fine. You know? Don't take up too much water in the cistern, please. Most of that's going to Solomon, okay? Um, ah, that was it. That that was, I mean, it was a lot. We covered a lot. But like I said, we covered a lot. So I don't really know a whole lot more to talk about except for Christine and Mary's, or Christine and Cody's relationship. But we'll see. We'll see. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. 